following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? I'm the Nickel City Nightmare, and this is Common Debauchery. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I, as always, am the Nightmare, and I'm joined by Rotten Jack. Rotten Jack, what's up, buddy? What is going on, good sir? Well, this past weekend was a holiday, kind of. It was. It wasn't a holiday in the sense of, like, and i got to be careful with this because there was a new federal holiday added that was this weekend. That's not the one we're talking about. We're talking about the one that re- everyone recognizes but no one gets paid for. Uh, it was Father's Day. It was. And uh, we know that our friends from the network, uh, specifically our boy Mr. Andrew Lenz and Let's Talk But Not Politics, okay, just did this almost exact same episode. And by almost exact same, I mean they did the topic. Right. But neither one of us have listened to it, though. No. So we don't know what was said there, how they went about it, so... It'll be interesting to do ours today and then go Kinda listen compare to notes what, for sure. what he did. Yeah. That being said, we are talking about our favorite fictional fathers. Yes. TVs, movies, what have you. Like. Yes. So I have to prerequisite this with the fact that while discussing this with uh, the Alley Cat, who was going to join us, but because we had to change the time and place of the recording... She's not able to join us because she's currently working. Uh, I was explaining to her the depth of some of the bigger, like, father figure reveals and stuff on certain shows. And we were specifically talking about Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. And I kind of explained to her, like, who he was because Allie... The alley cat. Has, Honestly, though, would she's she never even, seen anything. She, she wouldn't even been really good for this topic anyways because she hasn't seen anything. So, like, what fictional fathers would she come up with? Yeah, she kind of, uh, she kind of uh, like alluded to that too. Is that actually uh, like nothing? Nothing against her. I love her to death, but like, I don't know if she would really would have had much to add to the conversation because she's never seen anything. Right, like she's never seen anything, but like at the same time, she's seen some stuff that like. I haven't seen, so she may have had an interesting perspective on some of this. Yeah. But when I have to explain to you who Uncle Phil is, who Uncle Phil is, and like, do you remember? Did you ever see the Will's father episode? Uh, which are you talking about the one where like that's so, all over Facebook where Will Smith actually broke down? Yeah. Like, he's, like it, he's it going was like, off it was, like it was scripted, but it turned real. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I explained like, why does that. Why he want me, man? Yeah. Like, like that. And that's, so that's where it ends. So like the entire story is basically Will's dad's MIA. Will gets in a fight, gets sent to Bel Air to live with the aunt and uncle in this really bougie area of Bel Air, blah, 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 whatever. You know, Will is the annoying, um, character that is kind of the thorn in uncle phil's side he's always doing things that aren't quite uncle phil ish but at the same like and uncle phil is this you know very uppity wasn't he a judge or something he was like he that? was he was an, an attorney that turned into it that became a judge um and so he was always like getting will out of trouble and like standing up for will when he needed it and everything but at the same time like he they like they showed sides of where uncle phil came from like there was a point where will got into some trouble with a, a pool shark to the tune of a couple thousand dollars and Uncle Phil showed up and pool sharked the pool shark and showed, like, he cut his teeth on the streets type thing. Right. And, you know, kind of earned earned some respect from Will. So Will's dad shows up, um, says, oh, I'm going to take my kid all around the country this summer. He'll be back in time for school, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the next big payload comes up. Hey, I got to run. You know, I got to tag another driver in, too. And, you know, I don't have room or time for you. I'll see you when I see you. And Will goes on this rant that basically, like, I'm going to be a better man than he ever was, a better father than he ever was. Right. You know, and it, it's, it started and it's out not, scripted, but like he went it was off real emotions he coming went out because Will off. Smith's dad actually wasn't in his life. Yes. And he ended it with, you know, like after this long rage filled off the cuff WWE style promo almost right. without the theatrics. He just broke down crying, hugged Uncle Phil, and said, why don't he want me, man? Yeah. And Uncle Phil is near the top of my list of fictional fathers. Oh, absolutely. Despite the fact that he's not Will's father in the show. He might as well have been. Right. And that's why that's one of the reasons he got sent to. I think Uncle Phil 
probably tops the list of best fictional like if there was like a ranking uncle phil hands down probably number one very very much i don't think i could think of anyone that could beat uncle phil for the number one spot there might be a couple that are close but I, i i don't think i could actually name anyone that could outright drop uncle phil to number two uh you know who does come close and this is kind of funny is in my opinion carl winslow yeah yeah and so for those of you playing the home game, if you're a little bit younger, Carl Winslow was the father on Family Matters, uh, Steve Urkel's neighbor. Yeah. So he wasn't Urkel's dad. He was the dad of the main family that Urkel was the foil to, essentially. Yeah. And he played just a great, great role. One of my favorites. And like there was a point. I mean, you I there's, mean, there's, there's just something to be said about that 90s sitcom yes. era. Like there was just great and, storytelling. Like the families were real. Like, yeah. And he, they uh, I'll tell you, they they tackled some real life shit back then, too. Like yeah. Carl, Carl was a cop and he, you know, he dealt with like his son being profiled by guys he worked with and stuff like that. And. Just yeah, the way he did it. They didn't pull punches back no. then. It was No, like, and the way they did it was it was so impressive. And they didn't and this is before all the wokeness and everything, like they tackled these serious issues of racism and the whatnot. Um, but they didn't do it in like this woke, oh woe is me, I'm the victim type type way that they do on everything now. It, it's not force fed. Right. It's it's it's, present, it's, it's natural, presented it's in a very it's it's presented in a very real way, yeah. which I believe helps people understand. You yeah, know, it helps absolutely. people understand like if I see something that you're going through and like it's explained like listen, this happens. Fact yeah. as yeah. opposed to the shove it in your face, but which we're not talking about this. Right. Like, we're not going down this road. But they do like they do st- they did stuff like that and Carl Winslow played that role fantastically. And the reason it's funny is do you remember when there was a crossover between the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, no, and Family Matters? No, I don't. It was later in the show, and one of the younger, um, younger actors he was playing, um, he had to be playing like the youngest Winslow, like the the young young kid that was just okay that was just born. And I believe, and I could be wrong on this, but I believe they crossed in him being friends with the actor who played Nikki on Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. Really? And the, the two of them walked in, and he's he looks at him, he's like, you're right. He does look like the brother from Fresh Prince. <laughs> and Uncle Phil walks through the door and goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> like the two of them are face to face. So Reginald Del Johnson, who played Carl uh, Carl Winslow, yeah. and the actor who played Uncle Phil, were yeah. standing there looking at each other. And he like Uncle Phil. I mean, he's a he was a big dude. He was like he was six huge. eight. He was gig- like Will Smith is six five and had to look up to the man. Yeah. So the dude was like six eight. The Reginald Del Johnson was tall. He's probably push, pushing or around six, six foot, foot yeah. six two maybe. But like these two are are face to face, and you see like there are very blatantly like character sim- like similarities. But when you put them next to each other, they're very much different. Right. And the two like and he just stare. They're just staring at each other, and also the two actors just start laughing and hug each other like because they they're friends. They know right, each other. Right, right, right. But they weren't expecting that to be a thing. Like it was meant to be like a blooper. Like you're right. He does look like the brother from Fresh Prince. What? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> It's like and it's so stuff like that is cool to see two of the in my opinion two of the best uh, fictional father figures on screen at like the same were, time. Those were two of like my favorite shows growing up. Oh God, yeah. Family Matters. You know what? Probably what my third one is, and this is probably one of my top five dads of all time. Who dat? Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Damn. Yeah, we're talking married with children. That is, I mean, that, we're going old school, old school. Yeah. Like, Al Bundy, like, that was always a riot. Like, you know, Katie Seagal's like, she comes home from work and, did you miss me? With every bullet so far. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the one-liners and stuff that used to come out of Al Bundy, like, it was great. Like, 
Oh, God. Yeah. See, I, I can't comment a ton on that because I don't know. Like, I didn't watch. A you ton didn't of watch that Married one. with Children? Here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, not, I, not a ton of it, but, you know, obviously there were very blatantly callbacks to uh, his character on Modern Family. On Modern Family. Right. And I have to give the shout out to Alley Cat on this one. Phil from Modern Family, great fictional father. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, like trying to be the cool dad, try like, but the biggest nerd on the show, right? In all he the was worst just, he dad was just ways, that awkward dad that the kids hate. That like, but you as an you as an adult are watching, like, yo, I love that guy. Like, I wish I wish that's the way my dad was. Like, he's so awkward and hilarious and embarrasses you, but like at the end of the day, like, like and the, the best great. part about it, like, watching his kids go from like, especially the son in the show, yeah, going was, from like his like his sidekick. To being too cool to do the goofy, weird stuff with his dad, to right. like kind of coming back full circle to like embracing them. Well, that's kind of who I am and where I'm from, right? You know, so you know, it was great watching that show because it was on TV so long. You watched the, those kids go from actual like little kids to like teenagers, like graduating high school. Yes, like holy crap! Like it's not very often that you get a TV show that's on TV that long enough. Well, and then you look at it too, like you start to realize the the diciness of casting somebody who looks young for their age at times. Like right. some of those some of those actors that played those kids were far older than the age they were playing on TV, yeah. and then you have to combat that when puberty hits. Yeah. And all of a sudden like, hey, he's supposed to be twelve here. Why is he talking like this all of a sudden? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's you know, and that it almost I never, it almost I never forces. really understood that. Like why in Hollywood, like if it's like supposed to be a ten year old, like I understand there are actors out there that are like twenty years old that look like they're ten. Well but I, like I, I think the answer to that lies in you can get more You can get more done with an adult actor not that even that can play like, but like if younger. you if you have that like thirteen or fourteen year old that could pass for a 10 or 11 year old be, just because you know it's right. some makeup and some you know they function better yeah in that setting you know they they they're, they they read at a better at a higher level they're more intelligent they speak better just yeah. as a whole because i mean i don't think anybody would say that a 15 year old and a 10 year old are on the same you know mental wavelength no not at all unless you're talking about a below average 15 year old and a mental like just a genius of a 10 year old so you get more out of the actor in that sense, playing down in age, right? And but I've, then you, you but then, deal with the the puberty stuff, and right now all of a sudden he's supposed to be nine years old and he's talking like this. Yeah, all of a sudden, like you know, it's five o'clock shadows coming through and right. post at it, you know. And, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, especially you know seeing the range on Phil from Modern Family, going from the father of the young boy who you know. He it was his best friend and his sidekick to dealing with like all my like almost the empty nester syndrome or like the kids aren't out of the house. But at the same time, like they don't want anything to do with you. Well, they're not not that they don't want anything to do with you, but they're not reliant on you in any way. Right. Other than maybe putting a roof over their head at times. So uh, and, and showing that depth and him dealing with that was really fun. And then, of course, seeing the <laughs> the character that is played by the actor who played Al Bundy. Right. Like being that same kind of sarcastic older, like, like it literally might as well have been Al Bundy. I basically, it, was the, it basically it was the same was. character with a different name. Like they might as well have just made modern family, like a sequel to let's be honest, like, you know, him he, and him and Katie he, Seagal he, he get killed, divorced. He killed then, Katie Seagal and had to go into wit pro because he found out she was actually part of a motorcycle gang. And yeah. testified against her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. There you go. You will not find a great father figure on Sons of Anarchy. I can tell you that much. Uh, you know what? I loved Piney. Yeah. Piney got it done for me. Yeah. Piney uh, chibs at time. At yeah. times definitely was a good father figure to Jax. Um, even Bobby at times was, yeah. was great. Um, but it wasn't like full-time like great fathers like they had their moments where they provided like father like really good fatherly wisdom but See, i mean P- piney for me on sons did it solely based on the fact that he was the constant beacon of what the club was supposed to be. to be what it like what their original 
view was for the first nine. Yeah. And that like rebellion against Clay and everything he did. And like, and I mean, and it killed him. Yeah. Like his, like his standing his ground and being that guy killed him. And he kind of taught his, like, can you call somebody who got their son into an outlaw motorcycle club overly fantastic as a father? Probably not. But I mean, he also, he was the best fatherly figure on the whole show. Absolutely. He was. And and he was a father figure to Jax. Yeah. For a, like a, for large chunks of it, even when Opie wasn't around. Yeah. So, um, I mean, not to stray off topic, but like, how happy were you when they finally killed Clay? Oh God! You know what? I was actually happier when they killed off Gemma. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I was happier when they killed Gemma too. Ge- but the whole the whole show oh, was Gemma's I, fault. We listen. Right. We'll, we'll do an entire we'll do an entire All comment right. about yeah, John yeah. Sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I mean. Great figures in not great positions, I guess, in that one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Full House. Three, oh, of, the, yeah. three of them. Right. All yeah, three not, of them. Not even just Bob Saget, but, you know, John Stamos and uh, Danny. Yeah. What? Uh, I don't know. Is his real name actually Danny? No. Looking it up. Yeah, because I'm drawing a blank, too. Uh, David Coulier. Yes. Like all three of them. I, like, the, the funny part is, like, I was typing it in, and as it was loading, I like my brain said David Coulier, and I went, "Yep, there it is, David Coulier." Yeah, just the three of them in general. Like, and so it started again for the younger crowd that may listen to this. Um, <laughs> it's Bob Saget and his three daughters. Yeah, and he's an only father, like, or he's a single father. No, um, it, oh yeah, it was three yeah. because yeah. The, the well, twins the, played one. The twins played one. Right. Yeah. Um, this is where the Olsen twins got their start. Yeah. And uh, you know, Candace Cameron and Jody Sweeten too, which I mean, hard hard cast to deal with, I guess. But uh, so Bob Saget was the father. His wife, I believe, died. I think so. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And John Stamos as Jesse Constopoulos and Dave Coulier as Joey Gladstone came to live with him to help him with the daughters and to help him through the passing of his wife. Yeah. Um, Coulier, does he live there? He doesn't live there. Yeah. Yeah, they all live there. At one point he does, but he ends up moving out, getting his own place, I believe, doesn't he? I don't know. I never Maybe. watched I, enough. I, I watch it. I don't remember it. But, like, they all end up being, like, pseudo father Fathers, figures. Yeah. Like, they call him, like, Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey. Yeah. And like they're not actually related blood related. You're right. Uh and so much so that like when Jesse meets Rebecca, like they end up getting married and having their twins in the attic of the house. Yeah. Like and they turn it into like a pseudo apartment up there. Yeah. Um and like Joey or uh Oh, you know what? Dave, uh Joe, Uncle Joey lives in the basement for a while. And then he ends up moving out, and one of the daughters moves downstairs to like kind of get away and have her own room. Wait, who did D- DJ who moves down? Who did Stamos play? Stamos played Jesse. Okay, it was Jesse and Joey. Yes, yeah. Joey lived in the basement. Yes, and Uncle Jesse li- Uncle Jesse Uncle, Uncle Jesse lived in the attic. Uncle Jesse initially lived in the basement because all his recorded his band stuff was down oh, there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then he ends up moving upstairs with Aunt Rebecca. Yeah, and then they have the kids. They get married. That whole thing. Uh, he also, I'm pretty sure he shows up to his wedding via parachute due to some hijinks, if uh, memory serves. I, I used to love this show. Um, but yeah, so like the three of them, just great fathers in their own yeah. way. you know. And each had their own um, like area of expertise, which was great. Like if you needed some, some hard, some hard love, Uncle Jesse, well, you Uncle needed so- like the funny carefree happy-go-lucky joey right so you needed like uncle, your real dad uncle jesse was kind of the rebellious badass um you know leather jacket motorcycle yeah. in a band um uncle joey was the he was he was, he was a, stand-up a voice com- actor he was a voice he was a actor voice. he was a stand-up comedian yeah um he had a puppet beaver that made jokes about wood which were just fantastic um, and then Bob Saget, he like he was Mr. Mom yeah. on top of being a morning show host on TV. Like he was the guy that like OCD cleaning and laundry and you know so they all had their own strengths and at the same time all had their own weaknesses. You know sometimes you didn't need 
the OCD clean guy to be the one talking you through an issue when, you know, you have Mr. Cool Guy, Uncle Jesse in the house yeah, type thing. So uh, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Yes. On that show. Fuller House, not so great, but still good. No, I watched like the first few episodes and I was just like, mm, I don't care. Jodie Sweetin looked fantastic. Yes, and, she did. I mean, considering her uh, alleged issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know she had she had some issues. I, I call the them alleged because I'm not going to um, tie into but them. But gosh, she looked fantastic. She did. She looked very good. Uh, the Olsen twins, on the other hand. Oh, they took a nosedive. They do not look good. Uh, and funny side side story during the roast of Bob Saget, uh, Bob Saget had to approve like it was written into this, his contract when yeah, he, he did, told me about this a couple weeks ago that he actually had to approve any jokes or pot shots taken about the Olsen twins in an effort to protect the Olsen twins. Bob Saget, the host of America's Funniest Home Videos during our childhood, the like seen as the wholesome, clean cut, always like beacon of good in the world. Is one of the most vile and raunchy comedians out there. I think I I brought this up to you when we were talking about this when we were driving the one day. Like his stand up special, like I turned that on one day. I was like, oh, Bob Saget's got like a it's like an old stand up special too, like from around that time. Uh you know, I turned it on and like I'm not gonna repeat what was said, but if this was on TV like the entire first like two minutes of that special would just be beep 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 beep. Like I'm yeah. just like, <gasps> I'm like it's Bob Saget is like this like it's so bad that during the roast of Bob Saget, Gilbert Godfrey, the voice of Iago in the Aladdin movies, goes on. What feels like a five-minute rampage of literally repeating the same sentence. Bob, Bob Saget killed a guy. No, no, no. Bob Saget raped and killed a girl back in 19-whatever year it was. And he says it so many times. And at the end, like, it's so uncomfortable because people are like, did Bob Saget really rape and kill a girl? Right. Like, what the? Like, yeah, it went on. It, w- it, it was like, it so been, uncomfortable. It would have been funny if he would have just, like did it once and finished like if anyone has any information about the fact that bob, bob saget you know yeah like it, but it went on for like five minutes yes and it, yeah it, that was that yeah, was it was rough that was bad like it went from being funny to like being uncomfortable funny to just being uncomfortable about again a dude who was viewed as like the heart and soul of, of america of, of, at of, that time like male role model in america yeah and like then you find out who like bob saget the comedian is and you're like how did he land that role right like like okay i get like I, you find out things about these dudes in in roasts like hearing some of the stuff about david hasselhoff and his roast and you're like yeah he hung out with pam anderson no shit right like but then to hear like wait danny tanner from full house said that what right <laughs> anyway who else you got? What other fictional father? Ooh, excuse um, me. Fictional fathers you got? God, that was bad. I'm gonna go uh, Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like excellent father. Like he not only took care of his own children, he. Well, you find out later in like the end of the show. Uh, him taking care of Jon Snow, he took on the responsibility of claiming him as his bastard son that he had out of wedlock while him and, you know, Robert were off fighting the war. Like, he just, he comes home, and he's like, oh, hey, wife, uh, yeah, I totally cheated on you and had a kid with this random street hooker somewhere. Uh, this right. is this is my kid. And come to find out, he did that to protect who was his nephew, that was the son of a Targaryen and a Stark. You like yeah. this dude put his life on the line to big and time. took to took a lot of ridicule and took a big hit to his honor in order to do that. But he knew that taking that massive hit to his honor and his reputation was better than anybody finding out that John was actually Aegon? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, better than, uh, like, if, if, if Robert would have found out about that, like, 
he would have just been like, chop the fucking kid's head off right yep. now. Yep. I don't care he's three days old. Caught head, him. gone. Caught him. Uh, so, quick dial back. Jay Pritchett was the older version of Al Bundy on Modern Family. Ah, yes. Uh, I would be remiss to not create this list and talk about Daniel Hillard. Daniel Hillard. Better known as Mrs. Doubtfire. Ah, yeah. The late, great Robin Williams cross-dressing as an elderly woman to stay in his kids' lives post-divorce. So, fun fact, you know how they tested that makeup to see if it was actually, like, legitimate? They actually, before the kids saw um, Mrs. Doubtfire, like, on set, um, I forget who the director of Mrs. Doubtfire was. I think it was, like, David Chris Columbus or something like that. Um he had Robert, Robin Williams put on that makeup and introduced Robin Williams in that makeup to the children as like his mother or his mother-in-law just to see if like these kids would even buy it to begin with. And they did. And then they were like, oh, by the way, this is actually not this is actually like Robin Williams in the makeup that he's going to be wearing for the movie. Like we just want to see like if it was legitimate enough that like it could actually fool a child. Yeah. I, that, that's and that's awesome, right? Yeah, that oh, such, oh, sorry, it must have been a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> oh man, um, you know who? And I have to, I have to throw this out there because again, this was in a in the conversation. Um, like Ali, Ali Cat brought up, like Peter Griffin, Homer Simpson. Yeah, um, I have to throw in Stan Smith from American, American Dad. Dad. Yeah. Not great fathers. No. No. Terrible. Uh, they have their moments. Right. They absolutely have their moments. But as a whole, like, funny. Funny characters. Funny, animated, whatever. Terrible fathers. Terrible fathers. Models. Oh, my Terrible God. Terrible fathers. Uh, I want to throw out Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. <sighs> no. I no. don't blame no. Carl being a shithead on him. And he ends up taking Carl. 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 I, I stopped watching that show after about the fourth season. When I actually uh, did too. Um, I'll, I'll tell you exactly the episode I stopped watching. Um, when what's the old lady? What the the old lady that was always with Daryl? What was her name? I don't remember. You know? Oh, Carol. Yes. Carol. Uh, when Carol took the ten-year-old girl out back and put two bullets in the back of her head, which. Rightfully so. I mean, the kid was a little shithead and probably deserved it because she was, like, feeding zombies and, like, leading zombies to them and stuff. Uh, so in that post-apocalyptic world, I mean, the kid probably deserved it. She's a danger to the entire group by doing that. But, like, that's where the show lost me. Like, you just, like, they lost bullets in the back of a kid's head. They lost me um, when they killed off Herschel. Oh, yeah. Because you want to talk about it like a great father figure. Yeah, Herschel was good. Herschel was good. And he he complimented Rick in the best ways. Like when Rick was in his mental breakdown and just like going shit clearing house through the jail. Herschel was everything that Rick wasn't. And Rick was everything that Herschel wasn't. Right. In the best way. Like they were very good yin and yang type thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I will throw him out there for sure. I just I don't like him. Uh, he just he, he makes again, hard choices. Maybe, maybe it's just that I just hate Carl that much. Yeah, that, like I hate him. Yeah, for sure. Which I should probably watch the rest of it just because just to get the satisfaction of seeing Carl finally get capped. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't know if I could actually bring myself to do it because I dislike the show that much, but. Like there was some great stuff. Like I stopped watching before it really got good, though, with all like, all the Negan stuff. Like apparently that was all fantastic, but I just don't know if I could bring myself to actually go back and watch the show because I disliked it that much. Yeah i I definitely didn't. I got tired of like all the walking. Not listen. It's called The Walking Dead, but it's about zombies. So they walk and they're dead. But I have this theory about movies and. Specifically trilogies. Movie one is your jump off point where you set the whole plot for the entire trilogy. Movie three is your climactic end. Movie two is walking from point A to point B. Yeah. 
all unless it's, unless it's Lord of the Rings, and then it's literally it, walking no, from point A to point B the entire. That's actually where I came up with the theory. The first one, despite the fact that they do do a decent amount of walking on their journey, they lay the groundwork for the entire thing. This is the issue. There's this ring. There's this mountain. The same lava. Thing, same thing could go with like the the Hobbit trilogy as well. Yes. The yeah. entire. What do they do? The entire second movie. The entire second movie is nothing. Right. But walking from the end of movie one to the start of movie three. Yeah. That's it. So the Walking Dead became walking from the finale of the previous season until the oh my god moment of the midway finale to the then walking more to the resolution of said midway finale yeah. which was the end of the season and i was just like i, it was I can't only, it was i can't so keep boring. wasting an hour watching these people like, just be, muddle around it's a 45 well an hour on tv but it's really like 45 minutes so like on tv it would be 52 and a half minutes of bullshit nothingness and then seven minutes of some stuff actually like may or may not actually be interesting like i can't tell you how many times like i got bored like they're just like walking and searching houses like guys like we've seen this like every episode like i don't need you searching houses for a can of beans right like that was season two stuff yeah. Season one stuff, like the interesting side of clearing a building. Like at this point, you should be pros. I don't need to watch it every episode. You know like, what my biggest problem with it is? And this is going to be so stupid, but like who the fuck's mowing all the grass? Come on, man. You know what my other problem is? All these cars like this, you know, supposedly happened in like 2012 or whatever. How the fuck is there like a 2016 Ford, right. whatever, sitting on the side of the road. Like you know I, that those things come out early. I I understand like Ford was like a sponsor or something. Like you you put it in there, but like continuity wise, you're, like you're not supposed to notice those better. things. Do better. You're not supposed to notice those. When things. the world shuts down in 2011, I shouldn't see a 20 like a 2015 Ford F one fifty sitting on the side of the road. I uh, I'm going to drop some animated knowledge on you here. You ever watch Avatar: The Last Airbender? No, I do not like anime. Uh, I don't Unfortunately. care. I don't care. Uncle Iroh. I've I've heard good things. Uncle but. Iroh is one of one of if not the best character on the Last Airbender. The man is just he always just wants some tea. He hangs out playing Chinese checkers or some version thereof, and he's also the biggest badass on the show. Um, and he like he ends up. The, the one main character ends up, it's his nephew, which is why he's referred to as Uncle Iroh. Uh, he does this, like, his whole thing is protecting the prince, who is his nephew. And even when, his, like, the prince treats him like a piece of garbage, he still just holds true to form. Uh, dropping to the next animated one, which is not anime, Mufasa. Oh, yeah. Mufasa was just a dude. Yeah. That got capped. Proof that cats don't always land on their feet. <laughs> As my cat rubs my leg, keep that in mind. Throw you, I throw you off something high enough. You're not. Uh, I love my cats. I can't even make that joke. Right. You got any more animated ones? Uh, Professor Uranium from the Powderpuff Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Powerpuff, not powder. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good one. Uh, Gomez Adams. Oh, absolutely. Like. Just loved his wife, loved his kids. They were just creepy as shit. What's what's the right. problem here? Oh, Tish, that's French. <laughs> uh, Not gonna lie, I think that's where my thing for goth girls started. That may, uh, very well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Never watched it, but uh, I know who the character is. It's funny. It it gets way too obscure. It's not anywhere near like the Family Guy level. Right. Of funny. Um, I would put it. Probably, I would probably put Bob's Burgers and Futurama on the same level. I like Futurama more. I love but Futurama. It, it's because it's more of, it's more like Family Guy and American Dad, where Bob's Burgers to me is more like mid-run Simpsons-ish. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, 
So I got one, a good one for one, you. One of the fun, one of the funniest things, like the very first episode, uh, Bob's Burgers, they do like the burger of the day, yeah, like the burger special, and his one daughter who always walks around in a hat with bunny ears on it, yeah, yeah, uh, she always changes it, and he'll, like he'll be like, the burger of the day is you know the heater comes with like a side of hot sauce, and like it's supposed to be like a pun or a joke of some kind, and he looks and he goes, um, yeah, I've, I've taken the chalk, and his youngest daughter's like opens her hands like, like i don't have my own chalk and then you come back in and it's the burger of the day is called the molester comes with free candy it's just adult stupid humor but it's funny and like i saw that i was i was sitting at my old job at the uh at, at the baseball place waiting it was after hours we were waiting for the last practice to get done so my team could practice with our old coach and me and one of my teammates were just sitting there eating some chicken wings before baseball practice watching this and we saw that and we burst out laughing so damn hard i might have to give bob's burgers a chance i I, I recommend it i tried archer i watched probably like five or six episodes i can't get into it archer it's so good i tried i tried uh so how about uh how about sunny koufax Ooh, from big daddy yeah yeah that's you know again grows grows into a great father not not the kid's father doesn't want the kid initially, uh, but grows into becoming an amazing dad throughout the movie. He he absolutely does. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm like scrolling through to get more ideas here. Um, it's hard. Like you watch so much stuff, but then like when you go to talk about a specific specific, specific. thing, your brain just goes, Haha, "All that information you had about this topic gone." Yeah. Uh. Did you ever watch Glee? Uh, here and there, not enough to really know too much about it. So Mike O'Malley plays a character on Glee. Um, so I'm going to look up where people would know Mike O'Malley from because... I don't even know who that is. Yes, you do. He was in The Good Place. That doesn't help. I'm going to have to edit this down for dead time. A little bit. Like a part in, uh, he had a small part in Parks and Rec. Mike O'Malley was, um, he was in My Name is Earl. Yes, dear. I Again, shows I've there's, never seen. So uh, I listen, there, there's there's other stuff here that I like. I know I don't really know where I flat out know him from, but he is this like he's like the he plays this like this dad who was like he was a football player and now he's a plumber. Like he's just that like or he's a mechanic mm-hmm. and like and his son comes out as gay. Okay, and like you would expect him to be. Like that type of father that would be like, I no, I no longer have a son. He's not, and he like, we watched Glee from start to finish. Uh, the music is fantastic. The storyline is just atrocious and gets worse as the years go. But Bert Hummel by my his Mike O'Malley's character is fantastic through the whole thing, and he's not in it all the time, but he's really good. Uh. I can't believe we haven't touched on Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World. It was it was coming up. It was coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a good one. I I got I got two more real good ones Ooh. for you. Well, maybe three. Uh, but yeah, Alan Matthews, like uh huh, or even um, Feeny, 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 and um, Feeny. Not from Family Matters. Um, Growing Pains. Um, the dad from Growing Pains. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. How about, uh, how about Clark Griswold though? I did see that one scrolling through my lists. Yeah. I don't have the immense love in my heart for those movies that a lot of people do. I like them, but I'm not like, oh my God. Right. Like, I mean, at Christmas time, I'll always watch Christmas Vacation. You have because, to. Because like, it is sometimes it the is. shitter's full. Right. We actually... Me, me and the Alley Cat have matching sweatshirts that say, Merry Christmas, shitter's full. <laughs> They're great. Perfect. Uh, more modern uh, people, 
Randall Pearson from This Is Us. I was just going to bring him up. I First off, This Is Us is the second best show on TV right now. Handmaid's Tale is great. Um, I mean, the new Loki series is fantastic. Like, yeah. there's so much good stuff on TV. This is us is number two. I see. I'm not. I'm not into this is us, but I I understand. Like, the characters are very, and I know that Randall Pearson is a very integral part and a great dad. Or how about we like forget Randall? Let's just add was it Jack? Yeah, their collective dad. Yeah. He just unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you watch Riverdale? No. No? So Fred Andrews and FP Jones. Great, great dads. FP is kind of like uh, Uncle Jesse, where he's that rough and tumble part of a biker gang. Um, but he ends up elevating himself to being the town sheriff or the town, like, um, the chief of the police. Okay. Um, great, great story arc there, him dealing with his kids and, uh, Fred Andrews is kind of, he's, he's obviously Archie's dad. Um, he's just that overall likable, has an absolutely impeccable moral compass to him. Like great, great guy. Um, and it's a shame that, um, he actually passed in real life, um, because that that he was just a great person in general, and that character was so great when they actually had the funeral scene for him because he he passed in between filming seasons. Um, when they actually had like the funeral scene to open up like the next season, right? Um, it hit it hit hard. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that multiple parts of This Is Us have gotten me choked up sitting on my yeah. couch watching them. Um. Toby on that show is just he resonates with my soul and um, I know you wouldn't know it but right um I is can't he, I can't see the guy that dates the daughter the yes okay yeah and actually they get married okay um and he starts off like he's he actually in the start of the show he's wearing a fat suit to be because they meet in like a eating right place like an eating disorder like like basically like a, a support group for overweight people. Sure. And he's actually in really good shape. Oh, and really? In the show, they actually do this thing where like he like really gears into like CrossFit and eating right and losing weight. And he looks fantastic, grows a beard. Everyone looks better with a beard. So Not he go, he, everyone. He goes from being like this weird, goofy, like dumpy, clean shaven, baby Huey looking dude to like bald, full beard. Like he again, he resonates with my soul. And right. he's just this goofy, funny, like they're just breaking the surface of him being a dad, so I can't bring him up on the best fictional fathers. Sure. Um, but yeah, the dude is legit as a character, and I I'm if you haven't caught up, if you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna drop any spoilers. I'm intrigued to see where the character goes, is all I'm gonna say. Have you ever seen Psych? Oh, I love Psych. So you know who James Rode Rodriguez is? Yes. Have you ever watched A Million Little Things? No. A Million Little Things is the greatest show on TV right now. Really? Bar none. Absolutely no holds barred. A Million Little Things is the best show on TV right now. What like what's the premise of the show? It's about five friends, and it's so the show starts out where you have a group of friends who met by being stuck. They they were they were strangers, and right. they were, they got stuck in an elevator. Okay, and they became friends. So you end up like learning about them, their families and everything else and they end up being intertwined and one of them commits suicide no oh, in okay. the in the very first episode like that's how it starts okay and you spend the first season like learning why and what happened and how many seasons are there uh it's currently active going on right now i believe four maybe five what streaming service is it on hulu it's on hulu it is on hulu maybe i'll take a look 
Yeah, so it started in 2018. Is it like a drama or is it like a dramedy? It's a dramedy. Okay. So uh, he plays a character. James Rodriguez plays Gary. Uh, damn it! I just like him in general. Like he's, I think he's hilarious. He pl- so okay. So he plays Gary Mendez. Okay. Okay. Uh, he is a breast cancer survivor. Okay. But he's also like a, he, he just, he sleeps around. Like he's not attached to any one woman. He like, they kind of make a joke about him sleeping his way through his breast cancer survivor group, <laughs> essentially. Okay. Um, but he is like this amazing, like fill in father figure for the entire group and his character gains so much depth through the entirety of the show hmm. that I would put him pushing to be like number three on my list. Really? Yes. I'll have to go home and check this show out. Uh, now. I recommend it. And when you get to certain points, like I, you're going to text me and be like, especially when you find out why the show is called a million little things. Okay. It's, it's fantastic. I, you're going to love it. So, so seeing as you brought up James Roday, and Psych, how about uh, his father in Psych? <laughs> like just straight uh, old cop, tough love. God, what like, was it? What was his real name? I don't know. Oh my god, it's gonna bother me so much. Such a good character, though. Corbin Burnson. Yes. Yes. Like in that show, he was just such that, like hard loving, like doesn't hate his son but his son has been in complete pain in his ass his entire life and like never does anything for himself and like tells his son no i'm not going to help you lie about being a psychic to the police and then like whenever you know sean the character that's the son needs help like his dad's always like no i'm not going to do it not doing it not doing it and then like he does it like, I don't know. I just, I, I like that. I like that character. Like, he's like a real stand-up dad. Like, very real. Who was the cop in Psych? Timothy Osmond. Uh, um, Amundsen? Yeah, Osmondson. What was his name in the show? Detective Lassiter. Lassie. Lassie. Have you seen present-day Lassie? Yeah. Dude. Right? Long hair, beard, like... Mustache yeah. pulled up. I, I just, it just popped up. It's as a I'm... far cry from. Uh, do you remember the Disney Channel original movie Luck of the Irish, where he played like the evil leprechaun? Yes. Yeah, like total far. Like this dude now just looks like a badass. Yeah, and he's a stroke survivor. Is he really? Yes. So uh, when did he have a stroke? I I literally so in he he ends up showing up as a character in This Is Us. Okay. He ends up talking to Kate. They ends up being Kate and Toby's neighbor, and he's walking with a cane, and he like you can just you think he's playing character like a character fantastically, right? And he may still be. Um, he may be playing it up a little bit, but he had a massive stroke. Uh, April two thousand seventeen. He had a wow. massive, st- massive stroke um, and taking a few acting jobs, physical therapy milestones on social media. Wow. Yeah. He's a great actor, too. Like, I oh, like, so I like him. So good. I loved him in Psych. Like, hilarious. I've actually been, like, re-watching Psych because it's yeah, been I, years since I, I watched too. it. Uh, he, like, posting, like, celebrating his third anniversary of surviving a stroke. Uh, he, he refuses to use the word suffered a stroke. Yeah. Uh, posting pictures on Instagram, T-shirt saying "Not dead yet," stuff like that. Like, I mean, this dude is—he's steering into it, and it's—it's it's fantastic. Um, he, he looks like like he would be perfect for like a Wild West. Yes, like playing like a Doc Holiday or like something like that. Just that long hair, that beard with the the twirled mustache. Like, dude doesn't look like. He's a joke. Like he means, he looks like he means business. 
Uh, so, and we have devolved from the original topic here. Yeah, we always do it though. There, well, this is common debauchery. This right. is what happens. And like, so we we were actually debating not doing this topic because uh, our boys at Let's Talk did it first essentially, and they posted their like we're we're recording this on Monday. They posted theirs on Sunday, beat us to the punch. But part of the reason I was like, no, nah, I don't care. Let's go. Uh, was because you know you never know what's going to happen on this show, right? Uh, so th- Timothy Omenson tweeted. On November 13th, 2019, last night I walked my first red carpet since having my stroke. Walked is the important word here since I had to relearn how to do that. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, my man. uh, I didn't know he had a stroke. I didn't know it either. And like when I saw him on the show and like he's got a cane and he's like he's not really his lassie self, but like now... Like seeing this picture of him with the beard and the long hair and like finger up in the air, like yeah. it's it, it's it's insane. Like, holy crap! Yeah, I I did not know he actually had a stroke. That's holy shit. Yeah. So now that we've devolved, um, we got about ten minutes left in the episode. Who else you got? Anybody? Anybody worth note? How about how about worst fictional father? Frank Gallagher, sold. <laughs> Worst fictional father, Frank Gallagher from Shameless. Uh, also Clay from Sons. Yeah. Yeah, I think those two are probably tied for first in co- for completely different reasons. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't think you're going to get a worse father figure than one of those two. So those two are firmly tied at first. Um, I mean, obviously the, the long list of animated fathers that we talked about is is up there for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, but it's, and it's easier to be that in that realm. Yeah. Like, cause you can do stupid, weird things. You, you could talk about Hal Cooper from, uh, again, from Riverdale. Uh, he ends up being like a serial killer. That's fair. Uh, pretty sure that would put him up there. Like, I mean, granted, like in, in the realm of like fatherly duties, he was a pretty good dad. Uh, but like, I mean, dude was a fucking serial killer. Uh, so I think that rightfully puts him on worst, worst father list. Yeah, for sure. Uh, actually I just pulled up a list and Al Bundy's on that list. Yeah. I mean, Al Bundy could be on both lists. Frank Gallagher's up there. Uh, let's see anything else I recognize here. Arlo Givens from Justified. Never watched Justified. My dad loves Justified. Yeah. Speaking of fathers, uh, shout out to Paparani on the Father's Day episode. Uh, Rod Foreman from that '70s show, just an asshole, but funny. Yeah, Red, not Rod. Yep, that does say Red. Good, good eye work, Jazz. Stop popping up with. Ugh, I hate ads. Uh, George Bluth Senior from Arrested Development. Uh, Didn't kind watch of, Arrested Development. Kind of a cult classic. The first, like when. It was one of the first shows that he or ESPN that Netflix took over to like when it canceled out, yeah. uh, because it had such a strong cult following, but it didn't get the active ratings that you know like Fox wanted. I believe it was right. Um, but it, he it was good. It was funny. Took a hard downturn when Netflix took it over, just because it could kind of run its course and gotten ridiculous. Yeah. So they just kind of steered into the ridiculousness, but I don't know. I'm actually having a hard time thinking of like. Like super shitty father figures. Randy Robinson from The Wrestler. Didn't watch it. Uh, I don't know what I don't even know what that is. So that is with uh God, that old burnout. What's his name? Oh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. He plays like like an aging former pro wrestler who at one point was on top of the world, like Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior style. He actually kind of looks like the Ultimate Warrior in, right. in his twilight and um, you know, painkillers and steroids and loose women in shitty establishments and stuff like that. And like he ends up getting told by a doctor, like, listen, if you keep doing this with all the drugs and stuff you've done, you're going to kill yourself. And he basically like he tries at one point to reconnect with his daughter and she basically tells him to go pound salt. He begs her to give him another shot and then he bails on her for like a house show somewhere. Like he's just a. He has, all right. I got hey. a, I got a good fictional shitty dad for you. OK. How about Roberto? Boucher. Well, yeah, very true. Bails on Bobby. Yeah. Bails on the entire family. And then tries to come back when he sees his kid having some success in the college football world. Yeah. 
How have you not brought up Jack Torrance from The Shining? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't bring him up. Uh, going from a good dad in Mr. Stark to a bad dad in T- uh, Tywin Lannister. Yeah. Really, most of the Lannisters were bad fathers. Yeah. Robert Baratheon was shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, sure was. Uh, then again, Ted Mosby. Was, absolutely Ted Mosby. Yeah, Ted Mosby sucked. He's a serial killer. Go listen to that episode. Go, yeah, absolutely. Go listen to that episode. It's a great one. You're welcome. They're coming out with a sequel series that exists in the same universe called How I Met Your, uh, How I Met Your Father, but it's not going to be from her perspective. It's going to be a different character somewhere. Like what so, other character are they gonna? I I feel like they're going to tell the story of like a girl who like met and hooked up with Ted, and that's gonna be like no one's gonna give off. a shit. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, but Ted Mosby sucks. Yeah. www.tedmosbysucks.com. Maybe Ted Mosby is a serial killer. Get over it. Also, flip side, we could put Marshall Erickson on Best Fathers. We absolutely could. Uh, and his his dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Marshall Erickson's father. Erickson! Uh, Darth Vader, not a good father. No. Comes around in the end. Yeah. You know, only took him chopping off his own kid's hand to, you Some, know. You know. Sometimes a little you bastard know. got his hand chopped off. I don't make the rules. Yeah. You know who doesn't play a good fictional father? Who? Vince McMahon. No. Vince McMahon is the worst father. I mean, cheats on his wife on national TV. And she runs the company for fuck for Christ's sake for somebody's sake. <laughs> God, it was so bad. <laughs> oh God! Like, just did you have a stroke? I think I did. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So I think that's going to be a good spot to wrap this up because we have devolved. We've got off track. We've got back on track, and then I just spit on my microphone for a minute. So uh, anything else for the goodie order, my man? No, uh, just, you know, thank you to any of you who tuned in and uh, watched our our live that we did last week. I've um, gotten good reviews on it. I mean, I don't know how many people, I haven't really seen the metrics as to how many people actually watched um, while we were actually live, because uh, I didn't have the computer in front of me, so I couldn't really see how many people were actually tuned in. Um, but I've uh, I've seen how many people have at least tuned in to watch a little bit of it, Um like our view count on the actual video on our Facebook page after the fact, and it's uh, it's pretty good. So you know, thank you guys for 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 tuning in and watching that. Uh, if that's something that you guys like, we're thinking about maybe doing that. You know, not not necessarily once a month, but maybe once every you know six weeks. Yeah, every now and again, every special every, every every other month. If we have like a really spicy topic, like I really want to do it around Halloween time when we start doing like some spooky episodes, oh, do, God, do yeah. a couple of those live. We should see if we um, could find a way to do something like in a haunted location. I might be able to work something out. Yeah, buddy. Get I, on have, that. I have connections. Get on that. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Thank you for everybody who tuned in and caught that for us. Um, that was a lot of fun to do. We will be doing it again. Um, so, Outside of that, uh, I posted some a uh, couple pictures from that actually today on Instagram. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, it's cool because uh, somebody from our live audience at the time took a picture of the two of us sitting where we're sitting now, and like it was kind of like a what our live. So what I did was like what our live audience saw versus what our live Facebook audience saw, and kind of did a, fi- a little comparison. And I got to tell you, man, our beards look great. Yeah. Uh, the one picture you can clearly see my beard struggle logo on my hat popping in the picture it looks nice. really cool so uh that's going to step me into the promo for the beard struggle www.thebeardstruggle.com use promo code jaws 15 to get 15 percent off at checkout and they have some cool awesome stuff i actually just plugged in my heated brush for the first time since i moved because my beard's finally long enough to do stuff yeah. with it. so I'm yeah we've been give, having to deal with that bullshit since you moved in here gonna have to you know fire that bad boy up and see what she does to the to the old face main but uh if you know if you got a bearded person in your life go check out the beard struggle get them some cool fancy smelling stuff and get their beard looking right because as i said earlier and despite the fact that you know my barber friend here may not agree with me everyone looks better with a beard poe grow a goddamn beard everyone looks better with a beard i'm telling you as a barber i can confirm that there are definitely people that come in and i'm just like bro you just just shave this off like this looks terrible this is disgusting just get rid of it 
And I can tell you that you're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. Everyone looks better with a beard. No. Signing off. Thanks for tuning in for Common Debauchery, Rotten Jack. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me again, my man. Always. I don't really have a choice. I'm a co-host. Yeah, very true. For, uh, from all of us here, not only on Common Debauchery, but also on Hats, Tats, and Stats, and Tip of the Cap, and really just the entire BICBP radio network, happy Father's Day to all the awesome dads out there, all the badass dads out there. Very specifically, uh, my father, Papa Ronnie, Gene's dad. Yeah, big Gene. Big Gene. Big Gene. Big and uh, Alley Cat's dad, Papa Yelich. You know, thank you guys for everything you do for all of us. And uh, <clears throat> this has been Common Debauchery. I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you after we send it to the friggin' internet. Hi, I'm young Andrew Wentz. My dream is to be a podcaster on an awesome network talking about random topics and just having fun. Whoa, what's that beam of light? Hey, young Andrew Lens. It's me, Andrew Lens from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... P.I.C.